Mouse over here, and we're both at the same house. Mouse in the house. I'm Joelle. I'm the San Diego mom one. I'm Julianne, and I'm the one that lives uh, it's single in LA. The hot Hollywood <laughs> chick. I know. I don't know. It's we're a, just trying it's... to, because people said, can you introduce who's who? We they might alike. just be popping in on this episode. Yes. And we're so sisters. And um, yeah, I came up to support my sister. Because she did a album release party last night, in a way, right? Uh, sort of, yeah. She made an album. Will you tell yes. the world this is so exciting? Well, it was part of a program called The Art of Freelance, created by this photographer guy. And he made this program that is... <laughs> he said, if I had had something like this when I was out doing freelance photography, it would have been much more helpful because he created a sort of these exercises and things for people to all get together and create accountability each week yeah. to find, you know, to launch a project that you might have sitting in you that you say, I don't know, I want to write this novel, but I don't, I don't know how to start or. Yeah. And know. I saw your storyboard. You showed me this little map of your thinking and what kind of things are important to you. Exercises in the beginning. It's really cool. Yeah. So what would your next project be after music? What do you think you would do next? I think those exercises help to get to the root of what would be a good idea of what to do next. Sometimes I don't know because you you go, what's logical and what's okay. I should probably do film because I've been doing film forever. Yeah. So I'll do a film project and then I'll market it and hope to make money. And I think this was more approaching like what do you really enjoy or where do you see yourself in five years what does your room look like what's your surroundings look like what would that's cool like bring you joy would you be living by a beach would you be taking a train to work would you what would be an ideal would you have lots of plants around like it starts at a real base of little happiness things and then you kind of work from the deeper out and say okay tangibly that's good. Yeah, so I don't know what the next thing is. That's okay. I wrote uh, 12 songs for an album. And the Yay. theme, I wanted to have like a central theme because I didn't, in 10 weeks, you have to create this framework. And I wasn't sure how much I'd get done in 10 weeks. And, you know, a lot of those weeks you spend in the beginning doing exercises, I wasn't sure what would happen. So I said, well, to make this more easy in my brain, I'll come up with a topic. And that just turned out to be love. It's so cute. I'm going to read the, can I read your, your yeah. song titles? Or do you want to talk about the songs or play That's any? Okay. Or no? Yeah, maybe we'll throw in at, at maybe we'll throw a couple All pieces right. in. So, let's see. Toy Piano Love. What's that <laughs> one? Like, just, it's cute. Met a man. What about first love, meeting someone, or someone that wronged you? Yeah, that's more of a sultry, wronger song. Yeah. 3 a.m. Love Lost. Love in the lost. middle of the night. Pining. Oh, pining love. Beautiful girl. Love of self. Self-love. Good. Been so good. About being uh, a good person and wanting reciprocation for that. Yes. Uh, love is a mess. 
love being messy. That was pretty <laughs> self-explanatory. That would be about X types. That was one of them you did last night. It was super cute. You had everybody sing along. We so, performed all these last night. So we presented what we did in our 10-week program. Right. This is their big presentation night. It's kind of like a final exam. Everybody shows up with their booth of whatever they did. Whatever their product was. So we had paintings. We had... Some were watercolors, some were writings. Poetry, short stories. There was a podcast, right? Didn't that guy introduce yeah. he was going to do a podcast? Yeah. But a lot were remote, too, so they had videos. They had to, like, mm-hmm. teleport in on a computer. Yeah. And um, it was great. But yours was fun. Yours was interactive and fun and happy and clapping and very fun songs. We did two um, songs. Yeah. So Love is a Mess was one of them. Sweetheart, I Love You. Mm-hmm. It's just a sweet song. <laughs> Kiss Me Back. Yes, that was just sweet about, you know, little kid, cutesy kissy. Okay. Be with me. Do you want to be with me? Do you want to marry me? It's a very song about desperation. Desperation, <laughs> desperate love. Love of friends. That's pretty self-explanatory, yes. too. I love that. Love blue. I didn't know what to... By the way, I don't spend any time naming songs, as you might have noticed. (laughs) To me, they're just names, but if I really cared, I would spend more time naming these in a deeper way. Well, Just so you know. I just was like, ah, it's a song about a Well, you had to get it done. So it's called Cat. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Love Blue. Love is all there is. Yep. Kind of self-explanatory. And then Furry Friend, the bonus track. The bonus track. About your kitty and love. love of the kitty. Aww. That was a riffit one, and she came and sat on my lap. That's Sorry. so cute. Dedication song. I can't believe this is all in your brain. All those words, all the tunes, and they all came together. I was surprised, too. I think it was a lot of just sit meth. down and do it. <laughs> just kidding. Just, yeah, meth. <laughs> <laughs> love is a drug. I think what I've learned is when you have to do something... You just sit your ass down and trust. And it was helpful to hear the other people in my group. Everyone's very supportive. So mm-hmm. it was just, I go, I don't know if I have anything in me. I don't know what to say. I don't know how to do this. I don't, and it was like, just let just it come it. through. Let it Maybe start. meditate a little and just trust it and have fun with it. It was all about just letting go. Yeah. And you really had time and space to sit. And that was focus. the other thing. So that because was I am in between... Jobs. jobs right that was a big part of the ability to sit down because mm-hmm. i know with little chunks of time and lots of distraction mm-hmm. i mean think about even doing this podcast for you with the kids oh, and driving so that's and why we have big gaps when it gets busy at school or whatever yeah it's really tough now imagine if you had two weeks off with no, no kids around by yourself oh yeah it would You'd get a lot done. I'd probably <laughs> freak out and stare at a wall <laughs> i don't know what to do with all this time i don't know no, that's of, awesome. That's so, why I wanted to get in a program because you can just dick around without having right. any, like I don't have to do anything. You were right so now. smart to do this. This is perfect for I you. I was very happy. Craig, yeah. who was on the podcast, was the one yeah. that told me about it. And he goes, I think you'd like it. And I, there were a million reasons why I shouldn't do mm-hmm. it. And he goes, why don't you just do it? And but I you go, pay a okay. little money for this yeah. organization like for this group. 350 bucks or something. Yeah. Called the Art of Freelance. Art of Freelance. At artoffreelance.com. I do recommend it for anyone who wants to birth a creative baby. And you if can you're do not it sure what it is. Anywhere. Yeah. Worldwide. Just go to that. You can, one of the girls in our group was from New York. You video conference in weekly. Every week. Everyone checks in. 
at a given going time through the exercises, for an hour. Kind of tells where they are in the project and then yeah. does a final exam kind of thing. Yeah. It was great. Yeah, it was so inspiring. I saw lots really? of stuff I really liked. Were you really? Yeah. Or were you just saying You that? know who I loved, too, besides you, of course. But um, yes. we're following him on Instagram. If you guys go to Mouse and Ween's Instagram and see who we follow, um, he is this guy. Uh, I'm going to find And out. I'll Sorry. just say, while you're looking for that, yeah. thank you to all the people who came because I think a few of them listen. And yeah, it was- Lisa Carmack and Daniel, her husband, Bill, Wild Bill, which I don't know why I just said Wild Bill. <laughs> I never called him that in my life because I he can't say his a, last name because I can't remember how to pronounce Bill Fuqua. He was yeah. on the episode. Hollywood Bill. Yeah. Uh, Matt, Corey, Scott Barron, um, Don Adams, of course. Uh, Can we talk about Don Adams? Yes. Can we pop in? Let's pop in a little Don Adams. Yeah. We have a couple in the back files. So here's my pal Don Adams. Wait, wait. Can we? Oh, give him a build up. Well, let me just finish this really quick because. Okay. Yeah. If you guys go to Instagram and look look up Carrie Yost, C-A-R-E-Y-Y-O-S-T. Look at Instagram. He has all these paintings, and they are Hollywood turn-of-the-century characters who also were involved with the first kind of, like, cults. And I don't know. It was really like interesting what he had to say. Yeah, well, and it wasn't even Charles Manson. It was, like, just turn-of-the-century um, stars. Oh, turn-of-the-century, sorry. That kind of had this, like, ethereal, neat, new look at things, and it almost turned into the first cults in Hollywood. So and then he did little paintings and drawings about him, and he is a animator for Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. Oh yeah! And but this is his side project, and he was super nice and funny, and I, really I don't know. good guy. Yeah, I really liked his booth, so I followed him. So he's let's on throw here. a couple on the website too. You can see yeah his artwork. Yeah, really yeah, neat. really neat. So cool anyway, guy. everybody there was great. Ricardo, Frentes, right? Lauren, I see all these Lauren. Is his girlfriend, and Ricardo was part of the cohort, they call it, that I was a part of, mm-hmm. and he had his lovely paintings, so maybe we could throw a couple of those on the website, mm-hmm. and Craig Abel Champion, who had his photography website, his photographs are amazing, too. Yeah, he was good. He did a whole theme where he drove around for this project for a month, and went from here to, like, circled around through, like, Rocky, Rocky Mountain states, and found all the little skate parks all across... Like Utah, Idaho, Wyoming, yeah. and then went through Washington, Oregon. He said some towns just had 400 residents, and he would find the skaters that were there and yeah. take photos. Or so skate he took parks. pictures of the skate parks in all these little towns, mm-hmm. and that was his project for this, and it's great. He's yeah. a really great photographer. Yeah. So anyway, everybody came out with, with something that they... There was so much love. It was yeah. great. And then Dan Mahoney was your backup. Dan Mahoney yeah. playing guitar. And He's great. We heard some of his stuff in the previous episodes, and we'll hear more, yeah. lots more, because he was great. And so I ended up hanging out with him and um, and Don Adams. So now <laughs> let's, let's hear a chunk from Don Adams. Don Adams is my buddy who hangs out. So Dan Mahoney, the guitarist, accompanist, we couldn't figure out how to say this word, by the way. Accompanist. Accompanist. (laughs) See? I'm telling you. He accompanied. He played guitar, and and he did backup vocals, and uh, so he played last night, and I used to play with him at Spoke Cafe. I don't have any more live music, but... 
it was his gig that I kind of came in and did backup right. vocals for him and did a little shaker. Yeah, usual. so cute. Can I post the video? Sure. Yeah. We'll put some video on. But uh, Don Adams lives right by there, so we met him through just hanging out at that cafe. Yeah. And he's just hilarious. He's He does horror films. He's a horror film director and also an editor. Yep. He just edited Miley Cyrus's sister, Noe Cyrus's <laughs> live documentary. Oh, really? Documentary. Yeah. Huh. Anyway. Um, and he's got a podcast in the works. Yeah. It isn't out yet, but he's... Called Preserving the Moose. Uh, take uh, that a... That's from Spinal Tap, a line from Spinal Tap. Cute. Yeah, very anyway. classic-y kind of guy. He loves all these funny little things. So let's so, hear... Yeah, let's hear his stuff because he's... he's funny okay i've just met don adams who said he can't do an interview this second because i have poop on my hands what happened it is a dog related incident it is not human fecal matter when did this happen just now i was cleaning up after my dog i guess i'm the only person in frogtown who does that and i utilize what in a very frogtown beatnik way i don't bring bags i just grab garbage because there's always garbage but there wasn't sufficient garbage. I had to use like a bill from some business, and it didn't it didn't handle Alice's current capacity, her volume, her output for the day. All right, so we'll continue this after you use the restroom. My right hand's okay, by the way. Oh, I'll shake that. Uh, bye. Don Adams came over to my house, and uh, he found a journal when I was moving and read it. And what did it have? What did it say? Well, it was so funny because when you find a teenage girl's diary, you know, you think you're hoping it's going to all be about, this is how I pleasured myself last night, and here's what hers was about. All right, scratch that. Uh, it was, uh, we opened it to a random page, and there was a, there was a whole thing about how do, everyone was unfair to Julianne and liked her sister more, and she got in, like, for instance, as an example, she got in trouble with her d- dad for tooting in the car, for tooting, and there was a whole parak about it, and how she was being punished, and the world was unfair. It was pretty hilarious, it, and it was like, you got the idea that, like, you could open this book to any page, and there would be some amazing, like, crystalline example of the Julianne worldview. Which is don't toot in the car. Or don't blame me for it. (laughs) Don't blame me for That sounds pretty accurate. What is the best place to travel in the world? Uh, For me, I would say my favorite place I've been to is um, because as an American, normally you, you would make the presumptive that you would describe a place you've never been or the only place you've been, which is America's the best. It's like, well, how the fuck do you know? You've never been anywhere. But uh, I have been a few places, and my favorite place in the world is Lyme Regis, England, which is this little village on the channel. Um, and, I mean, I'm sure it's, if I lived there, it'd be boring as hell. But, you know, it was just cool and quaint, and it looked like... There's a movie, French Lieutenant's Woman, was shot there, and they didn't even have to change stuff. Like, it's, it's like 1880 or whatever in the movie, and it looks exactly the same still. And, like, we were in the bar, and there was an old guy in the bar with his dog every day. Like, stuff like that. And that kind of sounds like someone else I know. Yeah, it, that's me. <laughs> He's got his dog on his lap right now and drinking a beer. I didn't even realize the ironesque. But, uh... Yeah, and of course... Would it have a horse walking around? The, do you want to explain that whole story? Yeah, I was just in um, Frankfurt, Germany for a couple days, and I 
I didn't see her, but there's a horse there named Jenny who has just been randomly going for a walk every day for like 14 years. By yourself? Yeah, she just wanders down the street. And she has a sign on her that says, I'm okay. And the owner died or either couldn't, was too old to go out, I think is what it is. But, uh, so yeah, she has a no, she's like Benji. You know how Benji has a route in Benji where each person talks to him, and uh, that's how she is, which is she pretty has a amazing. Note around her neck that says, I'm going for a walk. I'm fine because people call the police and go. There's a horse walking around. They're like, we know that's Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is your one last recording. Um, what would you like to say to my mother? If anything ever happens to the cowboy, God forbid a hay bale falls on him or a, a big bull tramples him I'll be showing up at the door with my hair parted and a little flower John Adams loves my mother and that was John Adams he's so cute so oh. he likes mom huh he's in love with mom I didn't know this is a real it gets a little creepy really he goes you know you're nice and all but Choice. Oh, <laughs> choice is choice. It's all happening again. It's happening. Oh, my gosh. Interesting. We He's... just had a beeper in the back. We're probably going to pick up on the audio. The pizza is ready. Oh, It's yeah. 9.30 in the morning, by the way. It's but a... it's cauliflower pizza. It's yeah, a good breakfast, breakfast pizza. pizza. Oh, oh, sisters. Sisters. Up. What? Yeah. <laughs> that anyway, Don Adams. So, yeah, he loves mom, but he really loves mom. What Do we need to worry about this? Is he going to be our stepdad someday? <laughs> oh, my God. Can you imagine? Oh, my God. That was cute. No, he loves, she's made quite an impression. Wow. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. You guys He's using them. me to get to her. It's weird. What? It's, it's abusive. It's not real. <laughs> oh, okay. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> seriously, I could get my, my fisticuffs on and <laughs> could fight him off. Get away from our doorstep, Don. Oh. Just kidding. No. He's a great guy. He was very funny and he's a Wisconsin, or a, yeah, Wisconsin, Wisconsin mm-hmm. Dan. Yeah, yeah, he's cute. Yeah, he was my buddy. And then the journal thing. Is, I know you I'm let him read your journal. Was this like they were just eight-year-old journals? I think oh. that was young and young. And then ones. he, mom came out to help me move out of my old place. <laughs> And he, he called me up. What are you doing? I'm like, oh, we're moving. We're just taking out all the stuff from the garage that's been here for four years, and we're reordering. He's like, you want me to come over? Okay. <laughs> he just came over and sat while we were packing in the driveway and just, like, picked up things and looked at them for, like, three hours. Okay. Yeah. Kept Supportive. So, so right. we found one of those journals and this, just opened a page. Do you have a box of journals? Is this, yeah, I, know I you saved. Still. You still journal, though, right? Like, you have current ones, Not too. as much. Uh-huh. I felt like I did it for so long that I could. It'd probably be good. There's something about pen to paper, getting out thoughts. That mm-hmm. I think it's so healthy, but I haven't done it in a while. So I changed you, up my whole routine. The ones he found, though, were, like, little kid ones. Oh, yeah, like eight years old. Diary. Dear mm-hmm. diary. Like, my, I hate my dad. <laughs> I know. I know. Do you remember feeling like that? Was that a common thing? Yeah. I think. I just don't no, I wouldn't remember unless I saw him. Oh, okay. I just remember little brief, like sad moments of when dad got pulled over and him talking to the cop. I thought he was going to go to jail. What happened? He didn't see a stop sign or something and went through oh. it and it was really covered up with ivy. That's all I remember is just being like, what do I do? We're going to lose our father. Oh. And then crying. And because oh. I think he was so afraid of cops and authority too he had an authority thing yeah Yeah. he was raised a good lutheran boy so followed the rules and yeah 
Yeah. Anyway, that was... So I have memories of trauma things like that. (laughs) But I think unless I had seen the journal, I wouldn't remember. What about you? Do you have little... Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, the biggest one that stands out to me was... I remember being really dramatic, too. But I really was sad. So we had a little cat, a calico cat, um, for a few months, I think. I don't even know where we got her. Her name was Cinnamon, and she was kind of like mine-ish. And we were at 173, so I would have been between third and fifth grade. And um, I remember being in the house, and all of a sudden there was a knock at our front door. I don't want to hear this. I know. I'll just say it quickly. And a man knocked on the door. I was like, is your father home? Okay. And found dad. It was like after school. And um, he's like, Joelle, go in the other room. And so I went around the corner, but I listened in the stairwell, and he was like, I'm so sorry. She just ran out of nowhere, and I just hit her. And, you know, she's, and I was like, realized someone hit the cat. And I ran upstairs, and I looked out Mom and Dad's master bedroom window, and there she was lying in the street Aww. with a little pool of blood next to her. I don't so want to hear that. I'm sorry. So sorry. So she died, and I just, you know, ran in my room, slammed the door, and flung myself on the bed and cried and cried and cried. And then I took to my journal, and I opened up, Dear Diary, my cat is dead. And I just... And then I, I remember... I thought it would be extra cool to squeeze out some tears. So I squeezed out some tears right on the ink I'd just written. So then the the words were all runny. And I was like, yeah, there. Now, <laughs> now people understand how sad I really am. Oh, <laughs> so, so dramatic. The page is all warped. Yeah, there's these big teardrops there. How do we know at such a young age to be dramatic like I know. That? Third grade, eight, nine years old. Because I did things like that, too. Like, yeah. they'll see... Yeah, yeah. No, no. So that's the one that stands out the most. And then other than that, I don't know. I wasn't a big diary writer. I would write lists. I was big into list. I still this love is my list. Yeah. Aries type A. Mm-hmm. So I'd always list out things I had to pack for vacation. Wow. Um, my friends, um, songs I liked. Everything was a list. Wow. Yeah. Never have I written a list. Really? I mean, <laughs> yes, until you have. recently, but no, I like lists. Yeah. I, My big thing, I just remembered, sorry, I'll yeah. insert the, uh, I used to have, uh, I bought, like at a pretty young age, maybe, I don't know, 10, 11, or, I don't know if I bought it, but I had a little calendar, one of these freebie calendars. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really cool to have, like, some kind of appointments. And I would write (laughs) appointments on there. And I would probably make things up, but they were somewhat based in reality. Appointment with Joelle to play Barbie. (laughs) Like, that made me feel really adult. And I would try to fill them out. And I'd just try to rack my brain to find things that made me feel like I had things coming up. and. Was this one of those calendar at a glance, like yeah, little book from yeah. Northwestern Mutual yep. that someone got for free? Yeah, and I did that up until those I were so have one that was probably when I was seventeen or eight, and it's just filled with gibberish. Minutia, yeah. <laughs> just, <laughs> I know. I but used it to felt write so important. I used to have a calendar. I would write every single thing on a calendar, and I still have them somewhere in a box from high school. Wow. So it would be like basketball practice, this and that. But then I had like a secret code for. You know, my first Dates. kiss Ooh. and like going out with Marty and, you who know. Who was your first kiss? Oh, who was my first kiss? Officially, it was this guy, what was his name, at Christian summer camp. And we went for a walk. 
Mark Hoover. Mark oh. Hoover. That's his name because the whole reference to the vacuum was pretty funny. Oh. But it was a total peer pressure situation because, let's see, that was the summer between eighth grade and ninth grade. And Nancy had had her first Nancy. kiss. kiss. And I think Allie got her first kiss, too. They were all finding these cute boys, and, like, they'd go for a walk, How and they'd have you? a kiss. Uh, 13, I guess, right? Oh, Between 8th okay. and ninth grade. 14, 13. And um, so I was like, ah. And they were over in the corner of Twitter talking about their first kisses, and I was feeling left out. So I was like, yeah, i got to find someone to kiss quick so I can be part of the group yeah <laughs> like that's the wow. right reason i know isn't that awful that's so okay. so this boy we're sitting i remember watching some christian movie in a big room and why christian because it was a christian summer camp what it were was, you doing there i you don't know <laughs> i know <laughs> no i was christian for a while we you were raised kind of all over the place but then i started hanging out with Allie a lot yeah and we decided it would be great to go to um, this youth group. So we oh. were part of the Valley Christian Center youth group and we would go to oh. summer camps and all the stuff cool. happens at the Christian summer camps. Just saying. All the dirty stuff? I mean, this yeah. is where all of us started doing know, weird things. Finding okay. out about things. But um, yeah, so he sat right next to me, sidled up next to me in the movie and kind of put his hand near mine and kind of put his hand on mine. And so it was apparent that he liked me. And Were I you thought, attracted to him, or did no. you just need to knock it out? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just needed that kiss. And so he said, do you want to go for a walk? And I said, sure. So I'm going for a nature walk. And we went a little too much nature. Went, sea slugs. I know. Yes, in Santa Cruz, right. There were sea slugs everywhere. Or banana slugs. Banana slugs. And um, so we went on a walk, and we found this trail that led to the archery field. They had hay bales where people would shoot bows and arrows like cupid oh my gosh this is too much <laughs> and he sat on a hay bale and you know there wasn't a lot of room i think it was Aww. on its tall skinny end so he's like here just sit on my lap and so i sat was on his he wearing lap a cloth? <laughs> like jesus yeah, no okay and he had short buzz kind of reddish blonde hair oh but you know what stands out to me hmm. he had little tiny teeth Oh, this is her obsession <laughs> little teeth, big teeth. Little teeth with big gums. And just, I remember looking at him and going, he is not very cute. But here I go. You've always been obsessed with facial, facial features. <laughs> facial features. <laughs> it's so funny. You'll oh. go, oh, is that the person with the small eyes and big eyebrows? I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, it's all maybe. about <laughs> face proportions and then yeah. nose length and yeah. space between You're lip very and nose. thin lip, <laughs> upper lip, thin lip. I'm like, I don't think I've ever noticed I that. do, yeah, verbal um, drawings of perps, right? I could be you the would be great. court reporter. Yeah. So, yeah, I sat on his lap, and I could tell he was going in for the kiss, so I... Were you nervous? I received. Oh, yeah, so nervous. Sweaty palms? Totally. Diarrhea stomach? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. And went in for a big, wet one. And I just remember the slobber. Ugh. Ugh. And the tongue. There was all of a sudden this banana slug tongue in my mouth. It's so gross. (laughs) Yeah. And then all around my mouth is just wet and... I don't know. Nobody I, knew how to do it back then. It felt like it lasted for five solid minutes. It was probably 20 seconds. Oh, but to worst. me, it was just like, I got to get out of here. you smell the breath oh, that's like it was crystallizing awful. on your upper lip. <laughs> I remember <laughs> that from being a kid. Just someone who didn't know to put mint in or anything. You oh. just get a 
Nice cheese sandwich from four hours ago sitting there. <laughs> oh, oh no. yeah. And then it was, let's let's go back. And, oh, okay. And so we held hands on the way back. So then it was apparent when we came out of the woods holding hands. Oh, they must have kissed. That was quite a nature walk. That was the sign that we were then together and uh, went back to the cabin and everybody gathered around. What happened? What happened? So I told him what happened. Do you like him? No, I don't like him. So then I think I had to see him at lunch the next day and I told him look I don't I don't want to go out this isn't a thing it was just a kiss oh look at you heartbreaker I made him cry heartbreaker sorry I know but I had to have integrity I could not see through this relationship stood up I figured you would have sent one of your cronies over I know that was sixth grade this was eighth grade I know that's good you confronted it I would have just run into the woods and never missed it into the woods I'm an avoider oh yeah so that was one so I had Mark poor Mark where is Mark these days he's probably a dentist and he's got really (laughs) huge teeth now and he's probably gorgeous and yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Sorry. That's nice. That's yeah. a good first kiss. Did you ever journal yours? about that? I don't think I did. No, I was worried I'd get caught and I'd get in trouble. So I think everything was in code of, you know. We had a watchy parents, store. Our parents would look at things. A little nosy. Well, as a parent now of an eighth grader going into ninth grade, yeah, I understand that. But yeah. I really do try to talk to him and say, look, you'll... You know, if you feel like you like something, I'm I'm the person you can talk to about that. You know that, right? But they never like, will. I mean, I don't. I I won't say never, yeah. but I've heard this from so many. Sometimes like, Why though, do it's they, surprising. I'll lay down with them at night and just kind of like, so how'd the day go? And they'll kind of let me know a few things that oh. I'm like, oh, I wonder. If They're such is... sweet kids. They're probably. I will say, I I'll bet you it might take an outside person if they were to talk about the sexual stuff. Or oh they'll yeah. Never tell. Right. So just too much judgment know that it might happen. Oh, too much. No, I can't think okay. about it. Too much. No, okay. what's your first kiss? Do you remember yours? I remember kid in kindergarten, David. He would chase me around. Kindergarten doesn't count, does it? Mm, we had not. a lot of those. I had a lot of puppy dog kisses. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm talking about your first makeout with a real boy. Uh, I don't remember. I'm a real boy. <laughs> I'm a real boy. Oh, you like, don't remember? The like the tongue in the hole, like real French kiss first one? I feel like it was with Travis, the babysitter. Whoa! <laughs> what? I, maybe. Okay. I remember a lot of like teaching to kiss on a pillow. Uh-huh. This is why you don't have your girls uh, babysat by an older boy. Yeah. I think he wasn't that much older, so. But I think it might have been maybe that. Uh, I don't remember. Really? Maybe Johnny Morjig. Right. Although yes. he liked to play doctor. Really? Yeah. See, you and all these friends and babysitters that are boys, huh? Maybe that's why I had so many boyfriends. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of experimental stuff. Dwayne, down the street. Right. He was a friend. He was the one that I was remembering, like, cheese sandwich kisses. (laughs) Because it was always, like, smelly breath kiss. Wait, you guys were kissing? Yes. I thought you were just buddies in the tent. So did Mom and Dad. I'm sorry. (gasps) There was things happening in the tents. Yeah. You were young. I know. Oh. This is a lot of non-innocent stuff. Yeah, I don't know. Were you the instigator or were they? Probably them. I don't Who knows? Maybe mutual. That was, yeah, I know. 
But you had that proclivity to dress up and try to attract boys, too, remember? So maybe I just was one of those kids that you worry about when you're... A little uh, precocious <laughs> Yeah, girl. just maybe more... Not saying it was your fault or anything like that, but, but you really don't remember. Don't slut shame me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Eight-year-old slut shaming. No, not I, at all. I probably, I yeah, just was more well, we're interested. All... I was a little more thinking. Let's just call it thinking. <laughs> I would be looking at the booby magazines earlier and yeah. thinking around. Well, just it's... had more of that curiosity. It's interesting, yeah. But then you would take it to the next level because you were a little bolder than... Maybe the rest put of on us. weird lipstick and meet someone in the garage and <laughs> paint kisses all over their faces and send them away. Yeah. yeah I don't know what that is. episode. Yeah. Oh. Maybe I learned all my tricks from you because you were three and a half years older. But I didn't have friends that were boys really until Why did I? I? That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was always a group thing, like the neighborhood kids playing baseball out in the street kind of thing, but never one-on-one. That was all you. And I just want to put it out there that I'm still available to play doctor. <laughs> if anyone who's interested. Boys, line up. Yep. Mm-hmm. Who would you most like to play doctor with if you could pick any? Uh, Bill Bixby. <laughs> but I don't think he's around anymore, which is unfortunate. Oh. What about you? No, no, no. Who's your celebrity crush? Let's talk about celebrity crushes. I liked James McAvoy. Oh. I think he's very attractive. With his I don't have... The... Wide bug eyes. Yes. And blue... I love the buggy eyes. Tom, what's his name? <laughs> Who's the buggy eyes? I do. Do you? Who's the Bane guy? Oh, right. Tom, Tom. That guy. Oh. Tom Hardy. He's, yeah, he's pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. What about you? Mm. Well, we know Chris Martin. He's uh, my number Coldplay one. Coldplay singer. Real crush guy. You were a part of the fan club, right? Yes. <laughs> Back in the day, if you Googled Joel Eggold, I would come up in the fanzine. I wrote a review of Rush of Blood to the Head, one of their albums. Wow. It was front and center. It was so embarrassing. Is it now? It's still? Yes. Am I turning red? <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. I love it. So them. who's your guy now? Um, I don't know. I mean, that's Besides all I Besides Mandy Patinkin, because he doesn't count anymore. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I think I think it's. I just, think it's I'm just sticking with Chris. I'm a loyal kind of girl. Good for you. She really say? is. She's a lifer. All right, now can we discuss? Uh, <laughs> can we discuss the subject of Mean Girls? Mm. Can we open this up a little? To okay. Well, we don't have a ton of time. We right? don't have a ton of time, but let's just talk briefly about how we're. We'll bring it back into a whole episode because mm-hmm. now a couple people wrote in about it. Yeah. So this is my update. I am dealing with Mean Girls kind of for the first time in my life, which is so weird. Um, luckily, it's just a blip, and I have awesome real friends, girlfriends, good girl groups, and I feel like this is just a little fly buzzing around, but it's bothersome. I've never dealt with this before, so, and I need to keep it vague for, you know, political reasons, but... Can you talk about it more if a few months pass, or? I don't know. I mean, maybe way down the road. I'm just going to. Yeah. I don't want to stir the pot any more than it's been stirred. Yeah. But Weird, though, that adult yeah. behavior. Yeah. So I really want to delve into it, because I don't, I don't get it. I personally have always been a peacemaker. I don't like to rock the boat. I like to be friends with everyone. Somehow, I skated through life uh, 
having friends in all camps. Like I was, yeah. I was friends with the popular girls, but I was also friends with the nerds, and I was friends with the, the, underdogs, the waivers, and the yeah, the people that had no other friends. I would befriend them because I feel bad for them. And we had that in our upbringing mm-hmm. to be nice to others. Yeah, Dad was real big on that too, right? To take in the mm-hmm. wayfaring strangers. Yeah, we had a couple, you know, people that would hang out with us at Thanksgiving with special needs, and he always had. Uh, a nice cloak of care for yeah. people that needed Mom was family. always good teaching us to just be kind to others. And oh, yeah, for sure. So I think that probably is a part of it. Yeah. Give a little shout out to the... The peeps that raised us. I almost said toads. Who says that toads, anymore? Yeah, toads is a thing. I want to bring that back. Parents are toads. Yeah. Why and would grandparents are grand toads. I don't know. It was from our era, though. Yeah. 90s? Well, I don't know. I think it's more of a 50s term. Oh, came back. Weird. I think Barks let's, let's research. Taught me that one. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. we'll bring that up and delve into the subject. We yeah, had a yeah. People write in about their stories. I've had a couple things. Let's, yeah. Let's go into it. It's sad that we would be at this age, right? Of Thirty years old, dealing with this <laughs> in adulthood, plus or minus. Yeah, yeah. In high school, I didn't deal with it, and I know people did, and that's what people can call back to. But I never had that experience, so I. Maybe I was the mean girl. If I don't even, if I never had the problem. Someone maybe said I, I was. <gasps> really? I did a domestic violence video in a class in junior college, and I posted a video about domestic abuse and statistics, and someone wrote, the biggest irony of this is that she was a huge bully at school. What? And, better, and then I wrote back. I was like, oh my gosh, if I did anything, I'm very sorry, and please... Let me call you and apologize. Oh Here's my, my number privately. I'm so sorry. And then I said I was probably projecting stuff that I was going through. Yeah. Because I might have, I think I probably was a, just a tough, Yeah. trying to be tough because I was like so right. well, sensitive our, and felt, yeah. Our last episode, the girl fights. Yeah, you were just kind of like. I was like trying to be a hard ass. Fuck the man and punk, but you were really just hurt kind of. I was sad. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> I felt uncomfortable and yeah. not a part of. And that's probably why most people are bullies. Yeah. It's I insecurity, know. it's fear, it's feeling left Projection, out. Control, right? For me, I don't know if it's control. I think it was just pure feeling like I was left out of the world, you know? It's like the school shooters, half of them. Oh, no. Like you feel not a part of, so you get really, like, angry about it. Mm-hmm. So if, if there had been a gun available, would you have gone to that level? Yes. Did you ever? Really? Mm-hmm. Are you kidding? Yes, Joel. Do you think I'd really <laughs> shoot people? We're talking about how we take people in at Thanksgiving. Jeez. And like, yep, that would have been me. No, I don't know. I don't know what goes through your mind at the deepest, darkest levels. No, no. I think that is an interesting thing, because I was reading all those books on psychopaths and sociopaths, and mm-hmm. there is a real different sense of who would act on it. They say everybody has a capacity. Oh, God. But alcohol is a huge one, and bringing out, if you would actually carry out that thing. Right. And drugs. Drop so that would make a, yeah, like most domestic abusers have alcohol and drug dependency. Right. Anyway, statistically, there's a big, but, um, yeah. Wild. Anyway. Well, I was probably the main girl. Hand. I would like to make amends if I was publicly mm-hmm. here. I know that there were always, well, yeah, I guess there were little 
trios, triads, triads, how do you say that? Of girls, right? When there's like two good friends, two best friends, and then a third girl comes in and it's always like, who's the best friend now? Like we had that situation. With your Nellie Olsen. Nellie Olsen. A reference to, what's that show? Little House in the Prairie. Yeah, yeah. She was my Nellie Olsen. Which was the catty, little snotty nose girl. Mm -hmm. Um, But then even younger than that, too. I'm thinking back to fifth and sixth grade. I might have been in a little trio then. I kind of can't remember, but anyway. That was the first time I experienced (sighs) it. Fifth grade, and I had my best buddy, and another girl moved into school. And that best buddy decided to befriend this new girl. And then I remember someone said that she said something bad about me. But I remember not caring. I just was confused by the behavior. And I'm not saying this because I'm trying to be above or high-minded or anything. No. I just remember going, oh, she's trying to create a whole stir. And I go, I don't care. (laughs) Like, I'll just step away from it. Yeah. It wasn't even some, yeah. I didn't have enough wherewithal to be high-minded. It was just like, ew, whatever this is, I'm going to step away from it. Yeah. And I think I just hung out with other people. Right. But then there was no ball to be hit back, so it just kind of fell away. And Good. Then... Right. Don't pick up the racket, and then you don't get into a battle. But it's anybody. different now, because, I mean, back then, you have no consequences. You just go play with other people. and Right. Now, that's surprising. I felt more jilted with you yeah. and your... And this is not a direct thing, but I think when it's someone super close. Yeah. Sibling rivalry. I was your mean girl. I'm sorry. It's all right. You were three and a half years older. I was the little <laughs> twat following you around. <laughs> Play with me. I have needs. What about me? I think I was good until... Right. We got into high school or whatever. Junior high, maybe. But... It's yeah, it's hard. I just, I, I'm, I think we're alike in that we both don't like drama. We, yeah. we like to squelch it right away or walk away from it or make yeah. it better. I see that in my daughter now. She's yeah, she, eight. She has it just naturally. She's in second grade going into third and that happens with her. There's a little, there's four of them in her class that all play together and some days it's two, some it's three and often there's infighting and they end up sort of fighting over Charlotte and she is always the in-between person trying to make everybody get along wow so one girl will stomp off and cry over in the corner and she'll walk over and go come back let's talk it through and she ends up she's being a, a little, little diplomat yeah she's like the neutral Switzerland right. yeah it is weird and I keep getting reports from the teacher that this is happening and you know that's why I think kids just I mean I've seen all of your kids grow up and mm-hmm. she's has a very different personality yeah yeah <clears throat> and she's very caring if if I got hurt, mm-hmm. she goes, are you okay? Let yeah. me see it. Are you... Like, Super. none of the other... Toby or Elliot, never. Yeah. Would, I mean, they're they're sweet kids, but they just don't have that same kind of right. concern and follow through. Right. How are you feeling? Is that better? Does that still hurt? She's a little mommy. She's very maternal, very yeah. worried about other people and caring and making sure everyone's okay and taken care of. She loves pretending she's a waitress and bringing food and getting things for people. So it is interesting. I don't know if it's a girl thing or just her, but yeah, probably just her. Cause would I, you ever want another girl to see compare? <laughs> well, I would want another girl so she would have a companion because I feel bad. She's like the third wheel and Aww, the little girl. But she's got her pals. Yeah, she does. And we play. We have play dates often, so it's good. But everyone comes out with their own personality. Every parent yeah. says that. Yeah. They pop out with their intrinsic little personality. Totally. 
So yeah. what would your intrinsic personality be? Mouse. <laughs> Peak. No, I don't know. Uh, I was like her, I guess. I was the diplomat and just a foot in every camp. Like I said, I always wanted to be friends with everybody and let's all get along. Kumbaya. Yeah. And I know I, that's what is so upsetting about this current situation I'm in is I don't understand why we're not all getting along and we can't see the big picture of yeah. what we're all doing here. Anyway, yeah. yeah. So And you've tried to confront them directly and talk about it and it wasn't met with great reception. Just no communication, yeah. Just all yeah. sorts of passive aggressive. So there's stuff. nothing nowhere you can go with it. Yeah. You and you just have out. to yeah. walk away from it and you. go, Okay. And but with a huge question mark over my head. So I do want to research it. Let's in our next episode we'll pull up some some information we really will research the psychology of this because i am fascinated and mm -hmm. i want to know how to better deal with it so it doesn't upset me because it does it keeps me up at night like i don't sleep well i have this knot in my stomach yeah. it's like i kind of perseverate on it i'm thinking about it all the time and nice it's just not mm -hmm. not good for my my body you know it's it's stressful biologically so and then there are the people that would say meditate and give it up to something greater than yourself mm -hmm. and you don't have to believe in anything except for maybe there's a way to expel it up to somewhere or around mean girl spelliamus but let uh just to get it out of you and say please this sounds like god talk that's but okay let's get into of... it next episode because you have great methods and you've researched this side of it more and i am more type a and can't meditate and i want to look into that too so and there's it doesn't have to just be one. meditate that sounds very airy fairy it could be anything we'll yeah. talk about it yeah yeah i'm excited to get into it yeah you, and anyone who has mean girl problems or or stories please write into us or call us and tell us yours because it would be neat to hear other situations and how you dealt with it what happened why it happened do your kids deal with it? How are you dealing with it as a parent? I mean, we could go on and on about this. It's mm -hmm. like a big issue. And and here we are women trying to lift each other up. And that's always the bottom line message, I think. Yet this is still going on. I don't understand. So, yeah, let's, let's get into let's it. Let's understand it. So look at our webpage, mouseandweens.com. And, and um, we have a phone number there. Go to the contacts. Uh, we also have an anonymous form you can fill out your story and we don't know who it is if you put in joe schmo as your name then we think joe schmo wrote it so you could be anyone um anything else what if someone's name is joe schmo oh How? poor joe schmo yeah John what, what if it's i'll bet you there is Jane some parents Doe. thought it was funny and we'll see. <laughs> i'm sure well, let's look that up yeah. very important my dad right. had a friend named jim locker that one was always oh, funny that's good and there was a newscaster named dick harry dick harry mm -hmm. right We've, yeah. There's not a lot of dicks these days. <laughs> Have you noticed that? We walk every morning with a dick. It's He's got a golden retriever, and, and we walk with him. But really? Yeah. Aww. There's Dick Sporting Goods, which is such a funny joke in our house. Whenever we have to go buy a new soccer ball, let's go to Dick's. <laughs> so the boys have renamed it Richard's because they just can't not <laughs> make a joke about it. <laughs> Stupid. It's so funny. Um, also... Uh, Anything to plug? Are you going to be around? Do you want to send people to your website to listen to your songs? Sure. All right. Right so. now I have them all at com under the tab of Art of Freelance. Art of These freelance. will be all the love yeah. songs I created in 10 weeks. Yeah. So, And if anyone's a, a 
record label producer <laughs> that <laughs> wants her, let us know. Okay, great. <laughs> I'm, the, I'm your manager. I'll be I'm available. Manager. If I'm not playing doctor, I will be available to take that call. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Thank we you. love you. Bye. Your tongue is gold